What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. We gon' make it all the way. We don't care what they all will say. Don't listen to the hate, no. Listen to my radio. Destined to be great, y'all. What's up, everyone? I hope you are all having a great week. Today, it is just me, Derek, all by myself. I am uh, excited to talk to you about a few things today. First of all, I wanted to give a little shout out to Christy Weaver Farrell on our Facebook page. She posted without any kind of a prompt or anything she said. She said, I just wanted to say thank you. As a new dentist, started private practice in July, I really needed to hear your advice, especially stop caring about what other people think. You guys have been motivating me to kick butt and be the best dentist I can be. Every episode, I walk away ready to conquer the world. Thanks again, you guys rock. Christy, thank you for that. That's what we do it for. It's awesome to hear feedback like that. So thank you. For the rest of you, if you haven't joined the group, feel free to do so. The Lifestyle Practice Podcast Facebook group. Today, I am talking to you alone Part of the reason is because I want to talk about something that I don't think gets discussed very often, and it's because it can be difficult to talk about. That is specifically dealing with disappointment, failure, discouragement, whatever. We all go through a roller coaster of emotions during our lives, but more specifically in practice ownership and in a career of dentistry. So I wanted to do this one alone because I felt like it would allow me to be a little bit more open and honest and kind of have a genuine experience talking to you guys. If I'm not your favorite person to listen to, then you can just skip this episode and know that next week you'll be listening to either Justin or Steve or a combination of a few of the three of us. I wanted to talk about this. One week, you're feeling like everything's going smooth. Everything's working out as planned. You're hitting your goals. Patient interactions are going well. They're getting treatment done. Staff are following through with what's been trained on. And then the next week, it feels like it all falls apart. Holes in the schedule, systems breaking down, clinical issues, you know, the list goes on. There may even be times where the practice is doing well, but you find yourself in a slump. You know, of course, you've still got a whole life outside of your practice, family, friends, activities, community groups, where you might have issues that can come up and and that can have a big impact on your attitude, your mindset, your motivation level. What has really brought this to my attention is that just in the last few months, I've had multiple clients that have experienced challenges. They've come to me sharing their struggles and disappointments. And it's been something that we've been able to work through together. And it's been really good. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. Overall on this podcast, and in general, in the lifestyle practice, we pretty much stay high energy, optimistic, and we just push forward through things. And I still want to keep that tone going. But the reality is that We all go through some major struggles, and if you feel like you haven't, they are likely coming. I feel that it would be beneficial to listeners for us to dive into this a little deeper and 
to discuss how we can work through some of these struggles and challenges that we might go through. I've also realized that it is very helpful to have this mindset going into things so that when you get to a tough spot, you can say, you know what? I knew this was coming. Yeah, you know, it sucks, but I'm going to get through this. This actually happened recently to me personally. I've shared a little bit before in previous episodes that I've started working with a new personal trainer about two months ago. Before I began, I remember them talking to me and and saying how everyone sees a plateau in their progress at some point and sees a dip in their motivation. During the first couple weeks, I made a decent amount of progress. I was increasing weight in the gym. I was losing weight. I had a hard time adapting to the diet, but I'd seen a lot of progress with that as well. Well, week five for me ended up being pretty tough. I kept doing all of the things that I needed to, but I wasn't losing weight. Some of you listening might be thinking, well, one week and you didn't lose weight. What's with, what's the big deal? But for me, it felt like, you know, I, I was doing all the things on my checklist, but I wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted to. But I had also been warned of this, so I almost expected it. The temptation at that point was to go back to my old habits, old ways, but I knew that I'd have to check in with my coach at the end of the week, and I knew also that I was paying for his help, so I wasn't going to go back on things. It didn't make it easier, but it did help me to continue to move forward. The following week, I ended up losing a good chunk of weight and making more progress again, and it was a great feeling. I also know that I'm very likely going to see that again in my journey and I'll be prepared for it when it's here. Anyway, I say all that to let you know that that's a big part of my motivation in sharing this with you guys today. If I can help prepare some of you for the dips that might come, you know, help you be prepared for it, you'll be more likely to be able to push through them. I also don't want that, you know, after listening to this, that you start looking for a dip to come. That's not what I want. You know, keep the energy high, keep pushing it. But if you happen to see this, you'll know that you're not alone and, you know, that you can make it. So today I want to address five key points of experiencing challenges and how to overcome them. Okay, point number one, challenges happen to everyone. It's interesting because many of us really enjoy listening to other people's challenges. It helps us to feel better about our own lives when we can hear about the struggles that others have gone through. However, when we go through something on our own, we have a tendency to not want to share it, to not acknowledge it, to try and go on as if nothing is happening any differently. And this isn't all bad, but the first point that I want to share here is that everyone goes through hard times. Everyone fails. Everyone makes mistakes that looking back, they might do differently. It's not always about not making mistakes. It's not about avoiding the lows. Of course, we want to do the best we can here, but it's going to happen despite our best efforts. Uh, What is important is what we do when we are in those moments, in those dark times. Let's take a look at a few examples. Thomas Edison was maybe one of the best examples when it comes to his attitude and mindset with failure. At one point, he was asked about the many failures that he had along his way to the creation of the light bulb. His response was, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. 
When he was a child, his teachers said of him that they thought he wouldn't be able to succeed at much in life because his mind would often wander in class. Interesting. Edison later shared, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Let that sink in. I'm going to say it one more time. Edison said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. What I find the most inspirational about learning about Edison is his mindset and his view on failure. 10,000 ways that don't work. They weren't failures. They were steps for getting closer to success. There are many times that I've thought about the human race and his quote when he said that most of life's failures are people that did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. If most of us were able to develop successful and positive mindsets, there would be so much more development and advancement in our world. Okay, another example. Stephen King, definitely one of the greatest authors alive at this time. He's written over 60 novels and even being in his 70s now, when he releases a new book, it almost always lands at the top of the bestseller lists. But it wasn't always like that. He wrote for years and years before he saw any success. He was working as a teacher when he wrote his first novel. He submitted his novel and it was rejected over and over again. He continued to rewrite and change things and submit it again. After his 30th submission and rejection, he threw it out. But luckily, his wife recovered it and she asked him to just try just one more time. The 31st was accepted and it was the breakthrough that he needed to propel him to a career of success. So again, remember Edison's quote, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. What if Stephen King would have told his wife no and threw in the towel? How many people are there that have thrown in the towel early where if they persevered would have reached huge success? I'm betting that it's probably 99% or more of the population that we quit too early. So again, point number one is that everyone faces challenges, struggles, adversity, whatever you want to call it. So when it happens to you, accept it into your life and know that it's an opportunity to join the ranks of the highly successful. Okay, point number two. The second point that I want to make is that it's all about the attitude toward adversity. We need to change our mindset from, oh man, this sucks, to how will I grow because of this? And that's exactly what Edison said. Obviously, this is much easier said than done. To actually have this perspective in the middle of it is challenging, but it's possible. Developing this mindset is a step in reaching higher success. If Thomas Edison would have viewed each experiment that didn't light the light bulb as a failure, do you think that he would have had the mental strength to push through it and repeat it 10,000 times. I don't think so. But that's not the way that he viewed it. 
He viewed each experiment as one step closer to his goal, one more advancement, a little more progress. I feel that I've been able to change my mindset in this regard, but it's taken me years to get there. And believe me, I still struggle like anyone else. But I've definitely made progress in this area, and I want to talk a little bit about how. I've developed this, I guess, ability or mindset by going through this process over and over. And what I mean by that is that I've been on this roller coaster of ups and downs over and over. The second way that I've made a lot of progress is by reading books by authors that have developed this perspective as well and really pushed themselves. It's a good thing that Justin is not on this episode right now because I would be hearing about it again. Yes, I'm going to reference the book by Oprah. (laughs) Honestly, I think that this one point stuck out to me more than anything else in the book, and I've mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. One of the books, or sorry, one of the guests that Oprah interviewed in this part of the book was sharing that there is no way to have significant progress in this life without experiencing pain and struggle. When I initially heard this, it just rubbed me wrong. I thought, this is dumb. Life is meant to enjoy and make the best out of everything, not to struggle and be miserable, which I still feel that way for the most part. I wanted to prove this guy wrong. So I started thinking about this, and throughout the day, I started to list the times of my life where I had grown the most or, you know, I'd seen a lot of progress. But as I did, I realized that they all correlated with hardship and obstacles. I continued to think about this and as I did, it allowed me to see things in a different light. It's not that it made me want to go looking for challenges and struggles, but it gave me a different perspective. Let me share an example. In my first couple years of practice ownership, I learned to deal with less than ideal outcomes with patients. So some examples, patients with dentures that were unhappy, patients that I had done a crown on and had sensitivity afterward. Maybe I played hierodontics on a tooth and it lasted a year, whatever, stuff like that. It wasn't stuff that was anything crazy. I think all of us can relate to what I'm talking about. It seemed like I would have a case like that maybe once a month. It would cause me a little stress, but I'd get through it. A little over a year ago, I had I had a week where I had something like this every single day. And then the next week, it continued. And the week after, it continued. Something new every day, some kind of failure. I was stressed out of my mind. I couldn't sleep at night because I just lay there staring at the ceiling, thinking about the patients or the issues that were going on. But as I was going through this, I remembered what I had learned from Oprah's book. And I realized I am going to learn something from this. And I started to get the smallest amount of excitement because I knew that as difficult as this was for me, that there was going to be something that was good that was going to come from all this. I thought that it might be something that I was doing different clinically. So, you know, I started evaluating things, but what I was seeing was across the board in a lot of different things. And I, I really hadn't changed anything procedurally. Here's what I ended up learning. I really believe that those three weeks with all those issues, it just happened that way. But the lesson that I learned was how important it is to talk to patients about possible issues that may arise before 
they get there. I thought I understood this before, and I thought I was doing it well enough with my patients, but obviously I wasn't. Since then, I've changed my approach in how I communicate expectations with patients, and it has made a world of difference. I just spend more time talking to them. If there is deep decay, I always take a picture and show the patient any little thing. I let patients know what possible outcomes could come from it. And I let them know that the majority of the time things are going to be just fine, but that it is possible. I don't want to scare them, but I want to let them know what could be coming down the road. Anyway, so I went from having those types of experiences like once a month to then only having one happen maybe once or twice a year. It dramatically cut down on ultimately the stress that I saw from practicing. But here's the thing. I never would have made any improvement or change if I wouldn't have had that really rough few weeks. And I was able to recognize in the moment that something good would come from it. It didn't take away the pain and the struggle of the experience, but it did make me look forward to something. By the way, Oprah's book is called The Path Made Clear. I'm not necessarily recommending it to everyone. Like I said, you know, that was really probably the the one main thing that I remember from that book. But if you're looking for some life lessons that you want to learn, go for it. Another book that I love on this topic is Can't Hurt Me by the Navy SEAL David Goggins. It's an excellent book. There's a lot of language in it, FYI. But man, it was so entertaining. It was a great read and really impressive. I think we could have an entire episode on this book in the future. Okay, getting to point number three, learn to celebrate the successes. I would consider Steve, Justin, and myself to all be high achievers. You know, we're the kind of people that are always pushing ourselves to the next level. And likely if you're listening to this podcast, you would fit into that group as well. While this is good, it comes with some challenges. And I won't speak for Steve and Justin, but in my situation, I think all too often, I am looking forward to what my next feat is going to be or how I'm going to beat what I've previously done. I've had to learn at times to step back and just take a look at the progress that I've made and to allow myself to you know, be content and be proud of what I've done for a bit. And I saw this recently with a client that I had been working with for a few months. We had been making changes and seeing a lot of good progress. And she had her best month ever. But the month after that, she saw a dip in motivation and it showed in the office numbers. After talking about it, she expressed to me that since she had hit her goal the month before, she knew that her next goal that she had to achieve would be set at, it would be higher. And it seemed overwhelming to her at that point. And instead of being motivated, she felt discouraged and not up to the challenge. So we made a plan of action. And instead of automatically raising the bar to the next level, we made a goal to hit that same best for three months in a row. I asked her if she had done anything with her husband to celebrate the success after having her best month and it kind of took her back a little. She said, oh, uh, I guess not. So that was our next point in our plan of action. She planned for a weekend getaway with her husband for the next week. And that leads into point number four, a piggyback off of number three, and it's to reward yourself when you reach your goals. It's to make sure that you have 
vacations or fun events to look forward to, whether it's a week or two on an island somewhere or something as simple as taking the family to the movies or having more time with you and your spouse. Learn to reward yourself along the way. Justin and I talked about this in one of the very first few episodes when we talked about having a more productive office while working less time. We discussed working fewer days per week and taking more vacations per year. When you have things to look forward to, you'll naturally be more motivated to work harder while you're in the office. And on the other end, you're going to be more refreshed and able to hit it hard when you come back after a vacation or a reward versus just having a a short normal weekend. So when you find yourself in a slump, think about what is something that you'd like to reward yourself or your family with. It can be an awesome trip. It can be extra time together. You get to decide what that is. Okay, number five, set new goals. The last point that I wanted to make has to do with setting new goals. I know that point number three was about being happy about the progress that you've made. And now I'm changing gears saying that you need to set new goals. What I really want to hammer home with this is that it is okay to be happy with where you're at, but also want to achieve more. Let that sink in for a minute. So many of us are either wanting to keep pushing it or we're just wanting to be content with where we're at. What I'm telling you is that you can have both and setting new goals is a great way to increase motivation. So here are some examples for doing that in your office. Set a goal to increase production by 10%. Set a goal to track and increase your case acceptance by 10%. Set a goal to review your overhead costs and make sure that everything being paid is how you want it or find a way to eliminate some of the fluff that is not helping your practice to be more productive. Set a goal to ask for Google reviews and get more than you've ever had in one month before. Set a goal to do a certain number of a new procedure that you have begun offering. By setting a new goal and having a new focus, it helps you renew your vision and see things through a new light. You'll find yourself with more energy and very likely a more positive outlook on things. It doesn't even have to do with dentistry. I mean, by and large, it should. You definitely should have those types of goals, but it can definitely be another area of your life. Set a goal to develop a new skill, whether it's golfing or hunting or playing an instrument, whatever. By allowing your mind to grow in a different capacity, you'll see yourself grow and expand in your abilities in your practice. I've seen that in myself as I've developed a habit of going to the gym. I feel more energetic. I find myself thinking about the workout that I'm going to do the following morning. And as all of this takes place, I've seen this translate into having a greater go-getter mindset while working in the office. One more point that I want you to remember. This is a bonus. Remember the big picture. Remember Edison? He didn't see failure. He saw progression. And that's because he had a big picture. He knew what he wanted. So do you have a big picture of the direction that you're going, of where you want to get to? What is your big picture? Do you want to retire early? Do you want to travel more? Do you want to work in a different capacity? Do you want more time off to spend with your family? Do you want to be able to hire an associate and focus on some specific procedures that you enjoy? Whatever it is, make sure that you have a big picture vision. 
And when you do, let that be a part of your day. When you make progress with the practice, look at it as progress towards your big picture. Well, that is all I've got today, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope that this helped. And like I said, just remember that we're all we're all in this together. You know, we all go through struggles and challenges. And if you're there, reach out. Well, that's all I've got today, folks. I hope that you enjoyed that and that it was helpful to you. Ultimately, we're in this together. And many times when we look at those people that we really look up to, whether it's sports or business or whatever, when we really look up to people, we kind of have this glorified vision of them. But I guarantee you, anyone that you get to know in that aspect, you're going to find out that there are major struggles that they have been through and have overcome. So keep that in mind. If you're going through things, that means that more success is coming to you if you can push through it and face up to it. So have a great week, everyone. As always, you can always reach out to us, Justin, Steve, or Derek at thelifestylepractice.com. We would always love to have a review on iTunes from you. Really appreciate that. We're excited to get working with those of you that have become clients. We're going to start out that journey together. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 